You're listening to the Fortnite Community Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Goal Zero. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of Fortnite Community Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with him today, the one, the only, the true one HP killer. No, 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 zero. What's going on, bro? Oh, well, you know, last night, some crazy Fortnite. That's um, true. Uh, one of the best games I ever had last night. Yeah, well, you, it, ended, you ended the round uh, with like 19 kills in a solo, right? It was, it was, pretty, it was pretty dope. Yeah. It was Nights. a duos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a duos. We had, uh, Troy went down early. We yeah, no, I went down fail. immediately. We landed at, at, at farms, and, I, and yeah. I died immediately. I had two people on me at the house. You had two people on you at the little shack over by Long Barn. Uh, and I, got, I was just, once you went down, I killed, a, I killed the one guy's buddy at house. He took a jump pad, went to the woods behind the little place where you died. <clears throat> I went and took care of those two guys that killed you. And I, at that point, I was like, you know what? Balls to the wall. We're right. just going to go balls to the wall. I don't want to make Troy wait a long time to play another game with me. So, like, we're just going to do what we can do. And if we win, you know, that wasn't even a thought of winning. I was just like, I'm just going to do what I do, and I'll die early, and I'll just go balls to the wall. And next thing I know, we're getting into final circle. There's Bro. seven people left. And I'm. this always happens to me whenever I clutch a game like this. I have to kill everybody in final circle. <laughs> like, so I enter final circle with 13 kills and get, like I said, there were seven people left. I'm one of the seven. I had to kill all six of the other people yep. so I could win that game. Yeah, you got to go. Please. We got to get that up there. We got to get that up on the YouTube so that everybody can see it. I trimmed that, it. I gotta it was a crazy game. I was like, I was getting hyped. I, and I told him afterwards, I was like, I, I don't even know if I can play right now. I'm shaking for you. Like, oh, it was, man. It was, it was so <laughs> crazy, man. One guy that's probably pretty familiar to those type of games is here with us today. The one, the only, Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, bro? Hello, hello. Thank you guys for having me. Man, What's thanks going for, on, guys? Those thanks. guys tuning in. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. Thank you for, for uh, you know, giving up your birthday weekend for Mr. Lady, Mrs. Lady D-Face over there. And uh, her, oh, let, know, right? her letting you hang it's out with us. Time so. here, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, thanks okay. to her. This is, um, you know, I'm always happy to be on board to talk to the, you know, definitely talk to the boys, part of the community. This is really, really dope to me. Well, as you know, and we were telling you, and and I had a little bit of communication to you that I know our listeners have been really been enjoying the tips that you've been bringing us the past couple of weeks that. You didn't even know you were bringing us because I was just ripping them off your videos. And putting I them didn't in there, know so. for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank you for that. I know everybody's really been enjoying that. So uh, quick things awesome. out of the way here, guys. Uh, continue with the iTunes reviews. We really appreciate it. Thanks for all the feedback. We've hit like over 508,000 listens now on the, uh, on the RSS feed. So thank you guys so much for that. Make sure you go to podbean.com. Um, and check us out there as well. I believe the direct link is fortnitepodcast.podbean.com, so you guys can go there as well. Uh, we're trying to catch up on all the episodes to put them on YouTube. We're like three or four behind, but hopefully we'll get those caught up here in the next week or so. Uh, so if you guys do listen or have it rolling on the YouTube as well, you will see it there. Um, and then if you got any emails, uh, we have a couple of those. We'll address them at the end of the show. Um, and thanks so much for keeping that coming. And of course, this show is brought to you by Glomtom, glomtom.com. Use the code FORTNITE for 5% off, and we appreciate everybody supporting us over there. 
Um, I'm rolling through this stuff because I want to talk some more to Monster D-Face. And uh, so let's go ahead and jump in and learn a little bit about this guy that has 2.2 million views on Twitch, over 147,000 followers, and YouTube over 41,000 subs. And he just got his vi first video to 100,000 views. Man, I'm super Whoa. excited, man. Yeah. The crazy part about the just past 100K is now we have over four videos with a 100K plus. Oh my gosh! The one that like literally just recently broke 100K is on its like 5K away from 200K. So it's been a uh, it's been crazy. It's like a catalyst. I don't know, man. This ball's rolling so fast. Man, like my dude. my YouTube numbers are soon gonna top of my Twitch numbers, which took me years to build. So. <laughs> right, right. It's uh yeah, it's been very crazy. Well, let's uh, let's jump in here and and uh, get to know you a little more. All right, so uh, a little bit about myself. I did recently just turn twenty five, so my birthday was last week. All right, there um, you go. Hey, you get a you get a discount on insurance now, bro. There you go. I know, right? <laughs> I know. So we're we're doing it. Um, I'm from New York City. I uh, born and raised in the Bronx. For anyone from that listens in from out there. What's up, y'all? Do you know Jackie Chan? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, as of, you know, recently, uh, a couple years ago, let's say uh, two years ago, I moved to Florida. So I'm still on the East Coast. I live now in Florida. What, it's move, all just been what made you move to Florida, bro? Oh, yeah. Just due to the development of my like Twitch channel and stuff, you know, living in New York City in an apartment that was like really tight. And, you know, I didn't have my own space in my own actual place. Right. Um, I found, you know, housing in Florida. It was affordable for what I was making uh, as a content creator. Obviously, the, you know, rent and stuff is so much different. And I had good internet. So I was all for it. And I just kind of took the leap of faith to, <laughs> you know, really just dive deep into myself and my own content. And here we are. Yeah, I uh, I saw a tweet. You actually you actually sent out a tweet today, right? Kind of talking about how your dad thought you were crazy. For... Oh man, he thought I was crazy. Yeah, it's kind of ironic that I did talk about it today. I was just in like a, a motivational mood on Twitter. <laughs> right, right. Um, so tell yeah, us a little get, about I that story. Swings weekly. Uh, so about that, yeah, you know, I was um, I was a recess aide uh, in in the Bronx. So I did. I worked for a school. I did receptionist, and uh, I helped with the kids uh, part time. And I was full time college student, but at the same time, I was grinding Twitch. Back then, as things were kind of taking off, I just saw it as, no way, I think this is what it looks like to make it. I swear, like, I'm, I'm, I'm having 50, 100 viewers. I think I'm making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. Try to explain, right. yeah, you know, I try to explain this, like, no, no, I'm telling you, I'm on some, I'm on some. And he thought I was crazy. I was like, listen, I'm making, like, as much hundreds of dollars on Twitch as I am here. What if I put two times as much time? I would rather just do that. Right. Be happy, play games. I'm still, I'm still gonna pay my bills that I have to, you know, take care of. He thought I was nuts. I said, you know what? No, screw it. I'm, I'm out of here. So, you know, as the year came to a closer, I told him I did not want to get rehired. And yeah, I just went all in on Twitch. I doubled my sub count, darn near tripled my viewer count, and all that good stuff. And it, it really was a, a great takeoff for me on Twitch. So, what know, year was that? Like, feeling. how long ago was that? Uh, so that was, oh boy, what year are we in right now? 2018. So I want to say uh, it took me a year of grinding before I went full-time. So I went full-time 
uh, let's see if I've two years here. So about 2015 into 16, I was pretty much going like full time. And I, I started my Twitch account in 2013 or 2012 or something like that. And I grinded for a whole year. didn't like have any viewers. And then suddenly as I started to gain popularity, I really just started learning because my problem back then was I didn't really study what I was doing. Yeah. Like know? the art of Twitch. Yeah. Right. Right. I didn't know that. I just got on just to play. Yeah. Yeah. When, when people started watching me, I guess that was part of the raw experience was I didn't give a damn who you were or whatever the case may have been. I was really just focusing on just having fun. Right. Sure. And, uh, I guess that had a lot to do with how I just organically grew and I guess learned over time. But it's also part of the reason why now in this position, I give back so much because it's like, man, if I knew how to really set this thing up back then yeah, with the amount of growth and the explosion that I had, it would be a different story. So, yeah, it's definitely a long road. And we've talked a little bit about that as well, like going through podcasting for the past five years and the struggle of going from no one listening to your show and, and how long it takes to get, you know, a view count or, you know, listen count in our, in our, in our oh, day. Absolutely. And, and, you know, just being a content creator in general, right? There's, I think no matter what media that you're doing, there's those moments, like you said, like you have 105. Uh, views and you're like that is a mark right in your career that you'll always remember because it's like dude I remember when I first hit 100 views right I remember when I first hit 100 right. listens or a 10, 10 viewers on Twitch like those are all milestones and I think um, there's a guy that that has done cr- content creation for a long time that I listen to and a lot of people that play Destiny probably know him uh, but his name's Gathalian he's a streamer and yep. the big thing that like I've heard him talk before multiple times about like making sure like don't compare yourself as a content creator to like somebody else, right? So when you're starting off doing Twitch, don't be like, man, Gathalian's got 6,000 viewers. I can't even get 10, right? It's like, no, like celebrate those small accomplishments and try not to compare yourself to those other people. Uh, Cause if you do, you will get discouraged and you won't get to take the steps like, like you took, man, where you're like, Hey dad, I'm jumping off the bridge. I'm going to try this. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I, I think- mean, even even scarier for me is um, my background. I grew and blew up on Twitch with mobile games. Right. So even picking up Fortnite was just like, you're going to play what? Full time. What What about this? I'm like, nah, <laughs> uh, this is what I want to do. Um, right. so what game did you start with? Like, what did you I start with first? What, well, I started with Battlefield. So I was like addicted to Battlefield 3. Um, that transformed into like playing more open world games like Dark Souls and Skyrim and DayZ. But okay, what made okay. me really grow on Twitch was a Clash of Clans, which was a mobile game. Yeah, I was going to say, I was wondering if it was Clash of Clans or Clash Royale. Right, right. It was Clash <laughs> of Clans. I was uh, one of the first mobile gamers on the platform. This all comes down to just being innovative and really doing what you right. enjoy. Because when I started it, there wasn't a community there. But there was a passion there for me to play the game that I was addicted to at the time. And That's that awesome. Into some... but, yeah, I know you uh, were... That's awesome. I did not know you were like one of the first people to do mobile gaming. It's actually yeah, pretty yeah. big now, especially with like Clash Royale. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we had our, a nice run with Clash Royale as well, but in some degree, like all these people that play mobile games, you know, I helped start open that door. And right. Really make that an outlet and even something to be respected to some degree because a lot of good, you know, channel names out there now that make a living off it. So, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do you know any of like the big clash people like that are big now like you got molt um yeah yep Nick and May, all, all you guys, clash with ash all that yep wow that's awesome man i didn't even know you were in that that group of people that's dropping awesome. dropping monster d knowledge over here today. 
That's what we're doing. So I, I built on that, and then I'm a huge fan of mold. So. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, I got to meet them in 42nd Street when they visited New York. Oh wow, that's cool. Oh, nice. We got to hang out. Yep. And I'm actually good friends with uh, Nick and Knight. I see him at a lot of events. We've uh, that guy seems times. like he's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's he a seems lot of like fun. a fun-loving guy. Yeah, yeah. So good people that's over awesome. there. So obviously your first multiplayer addiction being Battlefield, that got you into it. And I mean, what turned you on to Fortnite? Let's just go there. I mean Um, what turned me on to Fortnite was that I liked Rust and building and bases. Right. So when I saw Fortnite taking that route in the you know, the BR world, I was already a you know, a talented H one Z one and PUBG player. Okay. But I wasn't getting the numbers necessarily because I was too late to the wave of BR. Right. Um right. But I was always familiar with like Rust and the build mechanics. So when I seen that, I already knew. I told my audience, like, guys, I'm going to play this and I'm going to get addicted. I know it. And I was like, you know what? Let's try it. It's free. We have nothing to lose. It's like playing a mobile game. You download and you go, right? <laughs> so what so you- we did that and I excelled. I was just like, yes, the speed, the, the building. I was right. like, this is crazy. And yeah, I got hooked. So what do you think? What do you think, like, Fortnite? Why do you think Fortnite was the game for you? Like, do you think it was like what you're saying? You weren't too late to the party. You were early this time. You knew it was coming. So you like, you jumped in there and you're like, you saw that opportunity and seize it. Do you think that's why Fortnite was the game that kind of really helped like propel you into that next level? For me, honestly, it's, it's not about being late to the party or anything like that, because I've always been the type to invest myself fully into whatever project and, right. you know, find success out of it. Because I have no doubt in my skill, just commentator, entertainer, whatever it is I want to do. Um, but yeah, for Fortnite, I again being early enough and really just learning the game with everyone else made it that much more magical, and also made it be that much more influential as we developed the game and the PvP scene and getting to meet the Epic developers early on. All these things really just helped mold and shape the way I felt about the game, and just added more passion to how I felt about the game. So and, tell us, you know, tell us about I that. Tell us about for the game. <laughs> tell us about meeting Epic. Like, how was that? Oh man, it was another big coincidence. So, um, Epic Games has a, I guess, a smaller studio part of them called Chair Games, and I've worked the Chair Games on another mobile title. So right. it just so happened that I was playing Fortnite, and developers from Chair Games were like, "Yo, Monster, you like that Fortnite game? Oh, let me introduce you to Epic." I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait. Why do you know Epic?" And they were like. Oh yeah, we're part of Epic. We're chair oh, games. Yeah, I was like, no way, dude. And then I was just like, it was meant to be. Let's go. <laughs> so to, yeah, I was like, let's go. So I went to TwitchCon, made a big, you know, push to really meet them and slam a home run. And it worked out. They invited me to PlayStation Experience. And just from there, just kept meeting all these developers and investing myself in the community. I think that's really and, cool. Yeah. Like that's it's it's, it's really awesome to have studios that reach out to their content creators and really support them. Yeah, like, I, I had no like idea. I was just like the way I saw it was like, man, you see, and this is why you don't know who you meet and why you want to be courteous to people and you know, show respect even to smaller, you know, developers out right. there in the community. Because right. you don't know. Chair games didn't necessarily even have a game done when they approached me. They just had an idea. And I was like, Yeah, sure, let me hear it. And yeah. we had made a really good friendship out of that. And that turned into them introducing me to all the friends at Epic, which now look where we are. Like yeah. I just got my videos shouted out to their one million followers. Yeah, yeah. Three point three four million concurrent players last Sunday. So that was crazy. Dude, that's that's an that's insane number. And I was crazy. I was trying to put this in perspective for some people we were playing with in the community of the night. And I was just, I mean, like 
think there's something like 2 million people in Dallas, Texas, right? So, like, you're talking 3.34 million. That's more people that live in the Dallas DFW area. Like, that is so many people. And, you know, Dallas and Fort Worth are, like, you know, one of the top, you know, 10 at least, probably top five cities in America, right? So it's just it's crazy, crazy how many people, like, how many people that is around the world playing this game at one time, which is awesome. So, like, you know, for you and for everybody else, and this is why I would say, like, there's a ton of great content creators in this community because there's so many people, right? And there's so many players in there, and everybody's creating really good content. You got, you know, you and Dakotas. Just, I know you there's guys. There's just so much talent. Oh. There's just so much talent. And that so it's, uh, it's really incredible to see all these different names shine and, you know, have their place at the top, slowly getting there. Whether it be, you know, some people happen overnight. You see names now just blowing up out of nowhere. Um, obviously I'm on the rise with the YouTube stuff and you know, it's just crazy how it all kind of happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. I mean, what do you think? Like, and I, and I post this question, I gave you a few questions that we were, I was going to ask you before the show. And like, one of the ones that I, I wanted to talk about is a little bit about like what you've encountered and what we've encountered with you as well. You encounter with Dakotas, um, and some of the other people you've done these spotlight videos on, but like, what do you think the group of content creators in this game particularly? And, you know, maybe even some of the YouTube guys, some of the Twitch guys are so helpful to each other. Like, what, what do you think, like, brought that camaraderie together in content creators? Because it is way different than a lot of games communities. Oh, absolutely. And I, I know exactly why. Because the names that you see at the top now, they were all in our position two years ago where, you know, we only had 100 viewers, no subscribers on YouTube or, you know, just really in the mud. And we were just trying our best to get on. And then suddenly, boom, this fire started. And we were able to make our names appear at the top. And we really do appreciate having the support of other people and watching other people grow because we were just there not too long ago. Right. You know, and it's because of Fortnite. So with all this, you know, crazy new names on the come up, it's not like most of the other games where big names just go from being the biggest name shift on over to new game and then shut down everyone for potential growth. Yeah. This game has a, a, a skill cap level that some people can't compete with. It right. doesn't matter how good of a, you know, CSGO shooter you are or whatever the case may be. You just, you can't build at the level that we've been able to kind of the, the technique that we've mastered and we're continuing to learn to play. So it well, really just allow people to be stand out. As you know, and obviously your video series, your different playlist items show it, right? Is that one thing that you focus on a lot and you know why we started taking out your content was like the tips right and the ability to break down the game and show you know these these segments of the game and and smaller bites to learn and teach people and as you said in your last video uh that you actually put up today was like you know there's so many things you can continue to do and that's the reason why this game you know keeps pulling you back in over and over and over is because you never know what's going to happen and there's so many aspects to the game the game when you're playing the battlefield's always evolving and it's it's part of that that levolution the building you, right. you're never gonna <laughs> be the EA. <laughs> yeah like you're, you're just never gonna be in the same situation because the map is gonna change you're gonna blink and that ramp is gone and it just evolves so fast and that's part of the reason why the how to win series does so well because when i take a game this game cannot be like the last game and it just won't. Loadout won't be the same. The map won't end in the same area. I won't have the same building materials. I won't be able to perform and build. I won't have a launch pad to get across this mountain. Right. This time we'll have to, you know, run across. And um, yeah, walking through people these, you know, in, in my footsteps, I feel like really gives people a, a 
this insight that they probably didn't think of. You know, they 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 don't see anything, and I see a number of routes. Right. I just try to say this is why I took this route, and we won for a reason, right? So this is what led there. Yeah, I mean, you you said you spend so much time, like a video that takes twelve minutes. You spend like three hours, not only editing it, but also looking at the footage and breaking it down for yourself. So then you can make sense of it for everybody that, that's watching it as well. Absolutely. And that, that, that's just, it's incredible, man. And, and like, if you guys don't check out Monsters videos and you're, you're like, man, I keep wanting to get better at this game, you got to check out his videos because that's See, what we... To me, there's a difference with like taking a live stream, cutting it and pasting it. I could do that, but I'll take a live stream, cut, strip the audio, and then walk you through an entire different experience that you couldn't experience during a live stream because yeah. I couldn't tell you why I did this. I just did it out of reaction, out of emotion, out of the situation. And of course, when I'm playing live, it's, you know, hundreds of things sparking off at the same time to make the right decisions and play and be accurate and all that stuff. But when I get to sit down and watch it, I was like, dang, this happened. Well, <laughs> I, I know I did this because of this. So let me tell you why, you know, yeah, I can yeah, actually yeah. just breathe and, and talk about it. Instead of, uh, yeah, living through it where I can't say a word. I'm in an adrenaline mode. I'm, sh you know, mouth closed, just playing. <laughs> right. Well, for, for those for those that obviously watch you, they know that you, what con what platform you play on. And I know you've played on on console as well a little bit. So, like, tell us about the difference. Yeah, I, of I, I like both. Yeah. I like both. Um, for me, the Fortnite game experience in its own is so unique that even on console, it's a lot of fun. I don't think there's any other game out there that I'll take from PC and play on console and still say I can have fun. And I'll wrap this around to like Battlefield. The reason I went from console to PC is because Battlefield 64-man server, to me, in my mind, was epic. Like right. I literally had to get off, you know, what, what's a 60-man game? What's a 12-man game? I want to play against 32 players, you know, 32, <laughs> 32 that, that magnitude. But Fortnite has that just, it's the same thing. It's on console. You still, 100 players, you can build, you can do everything may not be the speed but it's the experience you can enjoy it so, yeah yeah i love the console play i love the pc play i play more pc because of speed and you know yeah the amount of uh things i can I do it, more comfortable i found it weird that when i played on pc i tried to use in a controller and i actually didn't feel like extremely handicapped um definitely there was you know things that you know were better obviously you know mouse and keyboard but i tried playing it with my controller and i was like Dude, I don't feel like I like it's unplayable. I don't feel like I like should just oh, stop. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's completely doable. You have different level of talent out there. You're gonna come across people where you're you know you being just comfortable with what you do on the controller. You're gonna play better. So you're comfortable. Right. Well, and the other thing is, I wanted to see like if there was a mapping I could find on PC that would work better for console. Because like, as far as console goes, the only problem I have with console that I like the PC premise better is the building aspect, right? Is being able to switch like y'all can on PC between building because <clears throat> one of the biggest issues we've had for the longest time was the fact that, uh, you know, building was going, you'd have to switch through stuff to, to actually get to other building pieces and like ramps and stuff wouldn't pop up right away. So it becomes like right, a huge right. problem. Whenever yeah, you that, that little bit of input lag is definitely noticeable on console. And, uh, you know, I've experienced it. I mean, things aren't, like, things are still doable, but I, I think for me the biggest problem that Fortnite needs to address is remove the hold circle to edit and said tap it. Once people can edit on the fly, just literally tap, boom, edit, you're, there's, the game's going to evolve for console players. 
you're going to be able to create these fast panels, create these fast doorways. It's not going to feel plug. It's not going to feel slow. It's not going to feel non-reactive because if you, if you have to bail, you can bail. And that's part of the PC experience is that when you need that doorway and you make it, you know, in, in right. a blink and you're gone, your enemy just doesn't know where you're at. You're right. gone. Yeah, right. constant that little bit of hesitation allows your, you know, enemy to really keep track and stay with his claws on you. Right. Well, not only that, but you get a... The way, like, once it puts you in there, you're kind of, like, almost, like, glued to it, right? You that's can't what I'm saying. Get... Like, it's so much stickier. There's a lot more friction on console, and that's what makes the combat a little bit less fluid, and that's why I know I get the questions in the comment section all the time, like, but can you do this on console? Like, these tips are fundamental. They're universal. They're, they're, they work. You just have to be able to move at the speed. Yes, you're limited on console, but you're also going against limited players, so it's still an even field. They right, can right. do what you can do. You just have to be better and smarter. Yeah, I I think like and and obviously they they released this week. You know the Fortnite Battle Royale State of Deployment number four, uh, like their fourth big update of talking about like what they're doing and bringing it to. And that's one of the things they're working on is console controls and also optimizing the game for sixty frames per second. Like right now we all play. Uh, me and Null Zero, we play uh, with uncapped frame rate on on our console. I think yeah, the game yeah. feels a little better actually. That way, it feels it does. it does. It feels a lot better with the frames on uncapped. Yeah, and so and they're and they're trying to optimize it for sixty frames per second. So I'm I'm like super excited to see where that goes. And obviously, you know, they know that for me, I told them turn off shadows, just kill the shadows. That's so much like usage, you know, memory. We don't need, yeah, we don't need it. And and it's a handicap. If you play with shadows on on PC, you go in a tunnel. It's an actual tunnel. It's dark. Right. You turn them off. The tunnel is lit up. There's no shadows. Right, that like it is a handicap. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a ton of PC player that that get on and they don't understand that having their shadows on medium, they can't see as well. People can hide a lot better, you know, stuff like that. Right, bush yep. campers. If you're in a bush and you're the guy playing with shadows on, that bush looks so dark. No. The characters blend in better, right? It's just it's yeah. just different, and you experience that on console. That's why people get upset, can't see people in bushes. But a lot of it has to do with the shadows. So, yeah. I hope I hope Fortnite steps up because you know what. That option, man, people are going to be happy. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. Competitively, anybody that plays on PC is used to turning down graphics, turning down shadows, yeah, and yep. all of those things to get that competitive edge. So, I mean, some people might be like, well, that's not fair, you know, if these things look that way or feel that way. It's like, well, dude, that's how people like how the pros play. Like, that's exactly how the pros play. And so, if you if they don't do it for you, like, you're just getting outplayed because of stuff like that. Not necessarily just stuff like that, but that's not helping you. Right. Yeah. Makes a little bit of a difference. Oh, it does for sure. Um, well, um, what's it, what's your plans, man? What's your plans for your for your uh YouTube? You got anything big you can you can tell us about that you got coming up or uh yeah, I do like Teasing, I have maybe? a lot of features. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll let, I'll lay it on you guys. I have a lot of features, a lot of different content creators. Trust me. I see the comment section, you guys. You guys throw 110 names at me, and lucky for me, I'm friends with a lot of them. Yeah, and no one's <laughs> declined me. No one has declined me yet. So, um, definitely got names coming up. I I want to release them in the form of milestones. Of course, I don't just want to flood my channel with other people. Right. Not that I don't like working with other people. It's just you know, it's so much easier for me to just get in my own bag, sit down, and do my thing, rather than like, hey, I need that footage tomorrow, bro. Come on, right? People don't have right. that work ethic, that grind as me. And I think a lot of it shows, and that's the only reason why I wouldn't release them sooner. Right. So I got stuff. And then, of course, I, I am planning on opening 
the the series to the viewers. So people like average Joe players are going to get their footage analyzed, broken down, and definitely slam with some extra additional help as far as I like it. What went wrong? That's awesome. How to improve? It's it's all a part all part of the game. But uh, yeah, you guys got to start getting your recordings going at good quality, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can get that, then well, it's gonna happen. Well, let's jump in here and talk a little about Fortnite. I want to get your take on uh, some of the Valentine's, per se, update, the crossbow, the shooting test. So let's jump over here and talk a little bit about that real quick. All right, so we had version 2.4.2 come out, and uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. Obviously, we had the shooting test going on that we mentioned last week, uh, but... Now, now they switched it from being on squads to being on solo mode. Um, and, and that's the first thing I want to highlight real quick. Like, I want to know, how do you feel about it? Playing the game every day as much as you do, you got a lot more time with this mode than we have. I mean, we play, just to yeah. give you an idea, we typically play every night for four or five hours, okay? And so uh, it's, it's not, you know, we're, I would say we're more than a casual player because we're playing every night for that much. But we obviously don't spend days and look at the content as much as you do and, if, and, and be able to break it down like you do. So kind of give us your two cents on like how you feel about some of the changes we saw initially. And then obviously they did increase the shotgun damage back up to 200 yeah, yeah. from 150. So um, give us, give us, give us your take. Well, yeah, to start off, I would like to uh, just, you know, really congratulate Epic Games on listening to the community and hearing when things are really not going well or like people are upset. They, they listen, they change. So the whole shock in the initial nerf was terrible. A lot of people felt it. You felt the nerf. And it just really takes away from the skilled players that are performing at, you know, these upper tier levels, taking on full squads should be a rewarding feeling. It should be possible. Um, so off the bat, taking the shock and damage away, change that. Like you just, you couldn't Rambo a full team. Right. Because you were dodging shots and landing shots. So the change to 200% as far as the multiplier goes, I like it. It felt strong enough, not too weak. I understand things need a balance. I'm fine with that. Having the sure shot introduced to Fortnite as well, I thought was a step in the right direction. We need something to reward the player that actually seizes the opportunity to get behind a player and really take, you know, take that shot. Take right. the shot, right? I, I like the idea behind that. I like the reduction on the bloom across the board. It felt really good. Um, as far as removing Bloom, period, I would have to experience that before I could really, you know, say that this is what the game needs. I personally don't think that the game needs to go down the route of hit scan. Um, I don't want it to feel like H1Z1 when you walk in, you get two tap and you're back in the lobby. Right. I don't care how right. fast the game loads up. I just don't want that experience. I like the little bit of RNG. I like the build battles, the extended fights. It feels good. Yeah. Um, Damage fall off is nice. I, I like the I like the patch. What didn't need to change was the SMG. Yeah, yeah. The, no, the I damage across the board buff was really strong. Yeah, I think the the you have a key there is like some of the RNG plays into this game of value. You know, being able to give you that moment to build if you get shot a couple times, right? Instead of like two tapped and go back to a lot of like you said, like being able to counter a lot of your videos you've done and everybody a lot of people discuss all the time. You know, is like countering you know, that initial hit, right, and, and, and building up and using the, uh, the basics of the game itself to do that. And so definitely I, I'm, I'm with you on that. But one thing I really did like is I like that initial shot, right? Like the oh, on-target yeah. initial I'm a, shot. I'm a big fan for that. Um, Unfortunately, though, there was there is balance tweaking needed behind it. 
Um, the skilled players immediately realize that you could be crouched behind the wall, ready up your shot, quick peek up, pop a one tap, and go back down. Way too fast. If you peek up, you know, Fortnite's got to make it so that that shot resets on the crouch. Right. Um, yeah, but other than that, like, the shot itself, having that mechanic, I like it. I like I like things that make the game a bit more complex, but not don't overdo it. Don't take away from what the games already have done so good in so far, like with the bloom and stuff like that. Even yeah. when they first reduced the bloom, I was against it. I liked that maximum bloom. <laughs> I didn't care if my shots were... I was all for it. I was actually really enjoying the game even back then. Right. And when they made the bloom change, I was like, no, it's getting closer to H1. Don't do it. Right. We're <laughs> just getting closer and closer. It's like, guys, come on. Stop it. Like, stay here. I got Work you. on other things, right? So, anyways, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What about... Two things, last two things as far as the shooting test go, I want to ask you about. First one being the scoped assault rifle. Um, it had a big drop off and then they fixed it where it no longer had drop off or fall off damage, right? Right. And they, and they fixed it. I think that was definitely needed because that gun, like for me, this is my take. I've, I really like the idea of the gun, but I feel like it's not valuable enough to take a, one of my five slots. And so, like, yeah. um, how do it's, you it's feel a about it? Thing. Yeah, it's definitely a preference thing because you have players like my good friend High Distortion that will take an ACOG rifle over a sniper, and it's because of math. Like, the DPS that you can output if you do not miss, which you're probably not going to miss with that gun, versus you miss your one bolt shot, you lost 100 damage worth, right? Right. It really depends on the player and how he plays. Uh, but for me personally, I do think that that gun needs a lot of love. I think it should have zero bloom, consistent damage, and it should be that kind of gun. Um, but personally, I, I don't really see my... I don't use it that much. Yeah. I'll take explosions over, like, an ACOG or something like that. If I really don't have any long range, you know, it is what it is. You got to run it. It's not a terrible idea to have a long range, but, yeah. Yeah. That gun needs definitely some life. I started the game loving that gun, and just over time... Oh, yeah, well, because when guns. they released it, when it first came out, it had a crazy damage. It was accurate as it was, and then right. it just had a lot of damage. That's how I felt. I was like at first, I was like, "Dude, this gun is amazing!" I oh yeah, it was it was crazy. It was crazy. It's like tap, tap, tap. You're down. Next guy, and then right, right, yeah. they started that messing was, with it. That was sad. Know, <laughs> right. The next thing I know, I'm like, "Dude, this gun sucks." Right. And the more I played with it, it it's like, yeah, they changed it to the point that it definitely needed some love. Um, I like the damage buff. That was really nice. I like what they did with the semi sniper. Underrated buff, but the semi sniper buff is really heavy. Yes, and it feels a damage, lot better in the yeah. damage test or in the shot, yeah. uh, shooting test. Because that's another one. Like I was playing last night in a squad, and I, the thing for me is that gun seems to lack a certain weight that like the um, bolt has. Like to right. me, it just like the bolt has this weight to it that I can well, it's, land it's my damn. shot because of the weight <laughs> of that gun. Right. Where with the semi, dude, I miss shots left and right with that all the time because I feel like there's like no weight in the gun. So yep. I don't, it's I don't it's know. It's not a nice thing when when you're holding a bolt, you know, like oh, I got to make this shot count. You're putting more emphasis into your shot, and then you're holding That's the semi. Too. You're psyching yourself out, like oh, I got <laughs> ten. I could keep tapping it. You're you're not putting that effort in. And that's why you're missing your shots because the bullets travel the same and stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. So it is it point. is all a mind thing though, for sure. That's another reason why a lot of times I run blue AR and people get upset about it. It's a damage difference, but it's also an intimidation factor. I got the you. AR is 
banging shots at you. The scar is like pew pew pew. You right. know? Yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's that's a different. really good point. I've definitely had moments where I'm like AR over the scar. Me and Troy don't like fight over the scar. We're like, eh, y'all can have it. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't care. I don't care that much. It doesn't matter to me. I think getting good, even even like Psyching, talk about like psychological, like just telling yourself, like I'm gonna stick with a a white AR and learn how to shoot it really well, right? And not blame it on, oh, I lost that fight because they had a blue AR and I had a white one, right? Right. And and, and going through those aspects, I think, is really good. The last thing I wanted to ask you about is obviously the bigger thing, and and I know you've had your opinion, you've said multiple times on your videos about like the double pump, you know, using double pump and the and the and the skill level that it takes, um, and then also, you know. Uh, you know how how you don't want it necessarily taken out of the game, but then they came and they nerfed the shotguns like they did. They put them back up. And my question to you is like, do you think though, in the current state of how it sits outside the shooting test, that it needed to be addressed a little bit as far as the damage take off? And then second of all, like, do you think the change they've made is good enough? Um, no, I well, I don't think the change they made is good enough. Not at all. Not even close. Um, personally, I feel like the damage reduction isn't the problem. It's the mechanic of the shotgun that is being exploited. Because I, I think I think double pump is an exploit because your DPS output is two times as high as any other weapon, like point blank, if you're efficient at swapping, which is doesn't take long to do right. or learn. Right? So off the rip, that's a problem. I love the idea of the double swap, though, the, the playing it feels so good you're you're just hitting you're hitting bumpers like you're pressing buttons and it feels good it feels really rewarding because it's a difficult mechanic to master but it is a problem because of the damage output i think a personal fix would be to nerf the total shells in the you know the magazine of the shotgun like don't have a, a you're, you have 10 amazing shots like make it three and three so the pump has three so right. that whole bang, 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 now you're out. You got to reload. That's a nerf in its own. The problem is dudes have 10 shots. Yeah. You have one, two, three, four, five, six. You, they don't stop. 10 shots for each blast. That's a wood plank gone on the put down. Yeah. So you have 10 of those. You're burning through so much resource trying to fight against it on top of the movement, on top of what's going on, and it hurts. Right. The reason I don't want to see the shotgun change necessarily damage-wise because for me, I'm a single pump player primarily. That's because I like to hold forts. It's great. The pump shotgun is great at holding forts because you have the DPS to take off at height, like, you know, the, these heights that you're holding inside your forts against ramp rushers and stuff like that. So there is a play style for it. Unfortunately, the double pump is the problem because, of, you know, the amount of damage that it's output. Yes, it can be countered. I don't die to it very often. But that's not the problem here. Right. No, I agree with you. I'm, I mean, no, Zero, I mean, you said many times, like, when you've even been trying to run the game without a shotgun lately, like, just to challenge yeah, it. Last couple of games, I haven't been running shotgun at all. And um, I mean, you can supplement the shotgun out for the SMG. It'll work. The high fire rate, if that's your thing. I've done yeah. it multiple times. I just, like, so, I don't know if this is a problem on just console. I'm Probably not, but like console, I've been having a lot of inconsistency lately with the shotgun. This is why I've been like, you know, screw the shotgun because I'll go with a pump and hit somebody with a twelve for sh on their shield. Yeah, it's like yeah, what? Yeah. Like, dude, screw that. Like, I know at least with the SMG, like if I hit a twelve, well, yeah, that's because that's what the bullet does. 
where right, I, right. I can lay my shot down and get my kill. I where, thought that as well. With the whole like, you know, they have the, I guess you can say the technique to put or the mechanic to put in the game of fall off damage. You could have right. it set to base damage. If you're point blank, it's going to do 90 body XYZ face. And if you're at a certain range, it'll only do 30. They can do that to the shotgun. Will they try it? Who knows? They have this like really weird it's hit scan, but it's pellets thing going on. And that's why yeah. you'll get those nines and those twelves where if you know I clearly record my gameplay, I'll run it back on stream. Like, guys, look at that box. That's a face. How did I get 40 damage on that? Right. You that's, know? What, and even and that's in, what I'm talking about. Is there's just times hey. where I'm like, dude, I'm in this guy's chest and yeah, he's yeah. taking 12 damage and walking away with and yeah, even in, in today's video. Away. In today's video I uploaded, I clearly do this like I ramp rush him when I take his base, build on his base, and then I edit down and I land on his head. Yeah. You look at the video, I point blank him for 90, like 92. And it was all face. The how it should have been a one hit KO. Right. You know, right. it's, it's game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just things like that that get on my nerves. And like, so one of the things I've told Troy and other people that we play with is for double pump, because you know, people get pissed off and like, oh, how do we fix this? And I was like, you know, one. If the if the notion is to get rid of the viability of double pump, I feel like the easiest way to fix that problem is to put basically both shotgun all like if you're carrying any two weapons, like put them on the same like cooldown shot, right? So if I take a shot with the pump shotgun switch, like the other no, one's on I the mean, same I cooldown. Think, uh, personally, it, it should be as followed. You should have to repump your gun when you switch back to it because. Think of it as if the bolt action sniper, you pop a shot, you switch your second bolt, and your last one reloads. The problem of the bolt is the long reload. Problem right. of the pump is the long, what's supposed to be is the pump. Right. You know, right. that mechanic of pumping. Um, so once you skip that, you're, you're, that's the X, that's the gray area. So if they just make it so the gun has to be pumped when you reswitch, the new meta will be pump semi, but it'll be cleaner. It'll be a bit more fair because the semi, right. you know, has its. Right you know, areas that it just doesn't do that much damage at times. Yeah, and it'll actually work more like how sniping, you know, people run around with snipers, you go for that initial shot, switch quickly over to your scar or AR or whatever. Right, right. To kind of finish that shot. So off that that's you. how that's how double pumps You're right. That yeah, that's you, the fix. You pump yeah. and then you pull out your second weapon and you do whatever. When you go back, you should be able you should have to like ready him. Yeah. And you can do that. A good player can do that. They they can yeah. adjust that point to where if you get hit with a double pump, the flaw of double pump and the reason why the argument is if you build, you're fine, is because it only takes two shots. If you get hit with that pack a punch, that one, two, you're going down. Right. So even if you nerf the double pump to the point to where you have to pump it, the, the amazing players are going to land their first two. Bang, bang, you're out. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Like, that's okay. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they'll definitely... I hope they address it, and we'll see what they do. And like you said, I mean, you know, will they will they mess with the you know fall off damage? You know, initially, right, right. Will, what will they see, do? I I don't Maybe think they should take the damage because once they take the damage, they're turning the weapon into something that right. players that don't use that can't play other techniques and other styles. They're just eliminating an entire style of, like play style. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that's it. My problem. I'm with, with you in the fact that I don't want to see it removed because like sometimes those events where you're still going to get those crazy shotgun headshots you know and you're taking on a team of four you know it's a 1v4 like and yeah, somebody uses you should that, be like, able to pump like you should be be able to be on 10 hp turn yourself in a box and just know that man when i come out of here i got one shot yeah one yeah. shot to put this guy down that's what creates that that's that. what creates those like oh my god moments right 
And and right. especially when when you're streaming, you see those a lot, right? And people are in chat. If it's just, not like that. Then I'm running Blue Magnum. Like, <laughs> I need that one shot. All right? <laughs> just let me headshot because that's what we're doing with the pump. We're aiming for the face. Right. Right. No, it's I, the same thing. If I got a Blue Magnum, give me one of the you know one of the chambers. All I need. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I agree. And Troy had said this when we were playing the shooting test because like, I think we got. I just got tired of shotgun for so long that I was like, I just kill it. Kill the shotgun. Because on console, dude, there's, I can't tell you how many times where I feel like some trash player hits me from something, and it's just like, oh my god, like I just died because this dude had a shotgun, like he had a shotgun, and that's why he won. Like, mm. and I, I understand, like you always need to evaluate yourself and the things you're doing, because that's what me and Troy constantly do. Like when we come out of a game, we're always like, we could have done this. Why did I do this? I say why did more I go so under this game the than stairs? Game. Yeah. Where, why did I go under the stairs where I figured he'd probably be and have a shotgun? Stuff like that. Like, there's constant, like, we constantly go over those games, but man, there's just sometimes where you're like, I can't believe this guy's going to get that one kill and not win the game because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's his tactic. Like, he's going to sit back with the shotgun. Like, oh, look at me. Yeah, sit, so, sit in the bush uh, and wait for us to go past him with a shotgun. Yeah. Right. But I do agree with what you're saying. Like, what Troy said when we were playing that night on the shooting test is like you do you don't want to take away the ability to have those oh my god moments like i can't believe he just did that and uh so i do agree like killing the shotgun is probably a bad idea um i do like kind of what we're talking about here is like giving it a another viability where it's like using the shot that pump for that initial burst getting this some extra damage um i think my biggest problem with pump shotguns they seem to have like some stupid range sometimes there are sometimes where i get hit with a pump shotgun from a distance oh, that there's I'm been like, times i've done how the I've done hell the did he just take yeah. my shield and half my health yeah, yeah. from that distance i don't understand if i right. if i point blank him i'm gonna get 14 damage this dude I, just took I think it's a double-edged sword there's times where i'm like man i love that you could do that and then it sounds like dang he just kept <laughs> me with that like serious right. You know, yeah. to me, I would rather that like don't don't try and fix what isn't completely broken. I think the broken part is the mechanic of you know just too much in the clip. Nerf the clip of the gun. Put three and three in the pumps. Keep the damage up. Keep the range the way it is because they used to be a lot worse. There was a point where the pump could actually do uh, what a height of three to four and do as much damage like pretty much across the board. Right. That was when it was broken. They fixed it to the point it was good enough for players that wanted to aim it. Of course, the you know double pump mechanic went a little bit viral. People found a little air, a gray area for excessive damage. They just got to fix the gray area. Don't don't necessarily take all the damage away. And uh, I think the shotgun to be in a nice place. Yeah, I mean, because it makes total sense. You get hit with a shotgun at that range is that's a lot of damage. You need to be, you know, if you obviously Fortnite's not based in reality, but. If you think about it in realistic terms, like it would make sense to get hit with the shotgun in the face that you're going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a lot of good ideas in, in order to change it, and we'll see. Um, before we move on from this into our next section, I want to ask you, Monster D Face, what do you think about the crossbow, bro? How do you feel about it? Okay. I, I really like it. I think it's a perfect medium of the scope they used is not a sniper scope which balances it off the rip i like the five shots extremely suppressed silent whatever you want to call it yeah and it does respectable damage it can hedge it pretty much is like you know a, a semi has the damage of a semi sniper 
and and it's nice. It's nice. I like it. The unlimited whole ammo thing. I like that because it's another little thing. Like I don't want to have to search for bolts, right? I don't want to have to worry about that. Right. Like, that just right, just on deck, on cue. It's a nice touch to the game, and I hope they add more things like that. Like if they add, I don't know, a weapon fueled by electricity that you charge up or something like that. Right. It's unlimited. It's, it's not a currency or something that you got to find a material in the game. It's just ready. What to if fit. it only had so many shots? Like what if you picked up a, a weapon? Like what if they made a weapon no. that was like, you know, 30 shots? I mean, you could you could pick up the, they could say right now the bow is going to only be 20 right. and that would be fine. You're probably not going to shoot 20 arrows in the game. You you know what I mean? I, it just well, I guess it depends who you are. I only <laughs> two shots, right? Like. Head, head, done. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess it does depend who you are. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be upset with that. If you pick up the crossbow and it has, like, pretty much a, a time limit of life on it, which would be, right. you know, that those those 20 shots or whatever the case may be. It, it, to me, it's like having a trap. That's a good it's, idea. Where you put it is where it stays. Yeah. It's still good, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump in to our tips section. And uh, by Monster D-Face, we got another video. You're, you're going to get to hear yourself for once. Oh, God. So here okay. Go. <laughs> cool. Did you ask, do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, so this is coming from this really cool YouTuber, Monster D Faces video, How to Win uh, Fortnite number 12. So uh, we're going we're gonna to check this out. Gunfights, I believe it is, from your Gunfight series. Uh, but okay. this, is, this is about being an aggressive player. So I've, I've kind of diced this one up. Uh, this video, you break down a lot of different things in this video. But I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and sit back. You can hear yourself. Let's go ahead and talk about this engagement and immediately jump off with tips to giving aggression. So when it comes down to adding pressure to an opponent, notice here, as soon as I engage onto this player, I, one, set up a defensive structure. That's a quick wall and a ramp so I can go ahead and get a little bit of height advantage over this player using the mountain to my advantage. And then I just start bursting down his walls. Now, I was using the normal AR and... You notice closely when I start pumping that trigger, I don't stop. I blow through his walls, I track him down perfectly, and I pretty much end up laser beaming him up. So I'll be giving tips to giving pressure and receiving pressure. Now notice off the rip, I spot a character and I blam him with the headshot. Now fighting my next target, I immediately start to push that player. He takes a couple shots at me, but notice how I am constantly pushing forward. This is what we would consider giving pressure shooting when you see your target and putting that player down it's especially effective when you start landing shots you can apply pressure without landing any shots and that's just you ineffectively applying pressure to some degree if you are shooting at someone and you're not landing any shots that person feels confident and he starts to build confidence to counterfeit you so i know it may sound basic but if you are shooting at a player and you're not landing any shots trust and believe me you're not doing an effective job of pressuring now, RPG in this game is probably one of the best weapons when it comes down to applying pressure. And really that goes for any explosive item, grenade launcher, RPG, and grenades. These three items are the most effective when it comes down to applying pressure. A big tip to applying pressure is to use every single weapon in your arsenal. Notice there, I land a snipe shot and then I immediately switch over to the rifle and I start blaming him up. As I'm blazing down his walls, he's going for cover. I'm going to push him right away. When you're pushing a player and you're chasing down weak targets, you don't want to give them an opportunity to heal. So I'm going straight in from long range to medium range to close range. You pretty much don't allow them to breathe. This is what applying pressure looks like. You're pushing, you're landing shots, 
and you're keeping that person way off his toes, even if you're caught off guard, you can turn a fight around just by being the aggressor and landing your shots. Now, I know landing shots may be difficult for some, but this is, of course, along the lines of being an effective, aggressive player. So obviously you're breaking down there, uh, you know, multiple aspects of being aggressive and, you know, using your arsenal, different things like that. Um, is that super weird for you to hear yourself, like, give a tip? Uh, no, no, because, you know, uh, when you start to do content and, you know, even my YouTube videos, before I release them, I have to listen to them. I right. can't just right. think I did a perfect job. You know, I have to run it back. And when it comes down to editing, it is still, I get annoyed in my own voice sometimes when I'm hearing the same sentence back to back. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I got to, you know, chop this piece. What I say here, right. let's see if it sounds clean. All right, run it back one more time. All right, to make sure I get the, uh, the anal like the analyst is right. Right. <clears throat> when it comes down to breaking it down. So, yeah, you know, even listening to it now, I could, I could add on to that because there's just so many little things. Like when it comes down to giving pressure again to players, landing shots it's it's all a part of the the psych too like that that idea of oh he's not hitting me the opponent is thinking he can't aim i'm gonna fight back this is a fight i can win confidence is huge in this game right confidence changes how you feel it changes how you perform if your person's not feeling confident he's building nerves he's feeling you know he's, he's getting that pressure he's sweaty he's not gonna hit the right buttons right. he's losing it right you start losing control of the field so when you have control of the field that's where you're you're dominant you're a titan out there you're a dangerous force so one thing i think that you said in here that is something i pick up a lot from videos or, or watching streams is uh using your arsenal right switching real quickly you know if you miss that you know even if you miss the snipe shot you know and that in that video you hit the snipe shot and then you you switch over to your scar but like even if you miss that snipe shot don't sit there and reload another sniper like switch to your switch to another weapon right and put that pressure on right you. right and I think a lot of a people lot of make times, that mistake, like they're, re they're reloading their sniper, like, oh, I got to, you know, yeah, shoot they, and they, it's like forgetting you have an SMG or light ammo. That stuff is great for breaking walls because you're probably not going to kill anyone with it. But instead of, you know, disposing all of your medium ammo, which is so rare, use that, use that SMG, just break those walls down, make them feel oh, that we, pressure. We used that tip already, like three or four episodes oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many things that, um, yeah. you know, time and time again, you sometimes just have to be reminded or, you know, experience it to really see its full effectiveness. So there's two things I wanted to ask you. And as you go on, if you guys get a chance to go watch this video, like I said, how to, how to win gun fights. Uh, this is the Fortnite number 12. Um, like, the, the big thing here that I noticed that you kept doing is at every, at the time, this has nothing to do with, like, you know, swapping weapons or anything like that or, or being aggressive, putting pressure on, um, at least from how I'm looking at it. But, like, every tower you built, and you do this a lot, even when I was watching you stream today, like, you know, you build a one-by-one -one tower, you're always putting, like a, like, a spike trap at the top of it or in the level right below you. Yep. Why, why do you do that? Oh, think, think, put yourself in a different situation. How often do you jump in a base without looking at it? A ton. You jump in yeah. all the time. <laughs> You're like, oh, this one's empty. I'm going in. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. You get hit by my trap. You shouldn't have went in my base when I wasn't there. Or another way I'll look at it is if I'm in a really strong spot, let's say um, outside of Salty Springs and, and one of those mountains, there's only a few of them, and the end game's going there, I'm going to put a, maybe a spike trap in, my, in the middle of my base because 
I'm not afraid to edit my way down my base. And if you are crazy enough to try and break your way down and follow me in, which people are, they just do weird things. Yeah. You're going to get hit on layer two with a mean trap yeah. and you're not going to be ready for it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just, you never know. And a lot of the times too, when you're in a base and you're playing the base, there are times when someone's going to get that advantage over you and it's okay to edit down and they'll jump right in without realizing they'll take a hit. That's where the game suddenly changes. You lost 150, you know, HP, all armor gone, all HP gone. And I can hear you. If you start to heal, that's where I can turn the whole game around. Right. I can edit my way up. I can build my way back out. Man, we but got yeah, traps, man. We got Monster D face no tips sense. just coming out today, bro. Being aggressive, <laughs> editing no your sense. way out, putting putting traps right. up. Um, the other thing, no that, sense in having them if the game's over. So that's true. That's true. That, and and that dude, actually, the you you say that the other day I finished a game and I had seven traps left, and I was like, I didn't See? even use any you of those. You could have had them rigged up all yeah. over the place. I mean, it's a great idea. Like, so guys, if you do find yourself like me getting to the end of the game, you're like, I never use those traps. Start doing what monster does. You never know. You might get some extra kills out of it. Put throw them in throw them in your one by one towers or any any structure you're making. Um, the last thing I wanted to grab from that video that we didn't get to hear, you kind of say something to that effect of refereeing the fight, right? Like, let these guys fight yeah. their way. Listen to your listen your way over to that fight and then referee it, right? Yeah. And talk a little bit about that. Okay, um, it, there's a couple of, like, small, I guess, like, terminology and things that I've created just from, I guess, right. playing. Uh, but, yeah, referee in the fight is when, when, you, when you, you hear a fight break out and you, you get over onto it. Now, it, it's not necessarily your fight to just, you know, you don't want to just kill the guy in front of you. Maybe you want to kill the guy who has the big base. You right. should always definitely prioritize dangerous targets. Kill the guy with the RPG. Kill the guy with the grenade launcher. Because when that second threat's gone and it's you versus him, now what kind of favorable situation you want to make sure you're in? You want to make sure the guy at the high ground is gone. You want to make sure the guy that's not looking at you, doesn't see you, stays like that. Focus on the guy he's looking at because you still have the element of surprise. Keep it. Wow. And this happened the other day. I was fighting a player. We pursued into a crazy fight. It was a build battle. Someone got into the fight. That guy turned around to obviously handle his immediate threat, which was the right thing to do. Instead of me killing the injured player that I was chasing, I didn't care about the numbers of the kills. I used him, and we lasered the guy that came up on the fight. And right. he had full shield. He was gone. We looked like teamers, but we weren't. <laughs> you know? Wow. We both yeah. focused that guy that just came in here. I was like, oh, no, you're messing with the wrong fight. Boom, you're gone. And then I finished up the weak target. That's a, that's a really good point. Hey, there's, there's, and that's that's refereeing the fight. It's controlling the atmosphere. It's your ring. You decide who dies first and why. Do, do you have a video on that yet, on refereeing the fight? I, I do have – well, it's kind of funny that you say that. Uh, pro tips number 14 called timing. We do uh, – that video is amazing because not only is there the timing aspect, the secret of coming up into fight and deciding when it's time to take a fight – disengage from a fight or prioritize a target. We do all those things. And in that video, interesting enough, I put a spike track down in Tilted Towers that racks <laughs> like five or so kills while I'm in the middle of another fight. So it was wow. really bizarre. I'm just getting kills while killing people. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, That's awesome. I'm pretty sure it's pro tips number 14. It's got a lot of views and it's, it's a really nice video. I think, I think that's the one. Um, Good. I, I talk about all these things, but you know, I try in my how to win series to, Choose games that I do a lot of one thing, right? And then really highlight that and emphasize it throughout the game. 
um, because of course there's so much that goes on and I always naturally talk about everything. But when a video has a lot of one thing, those are the ones that I want to showcase. Those are the ones that I want to analyze and really teach people, you know, the weak points of that. Right. Well, let's go ahead and jump over, man. Thank you so much for dropping all these tips. These are crazy. This is this episode is full of tips by Monster. Yeah. Today, so you're welcome, man. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to our last section here, so I can I can let you go and get on get on your way with uh, Lady D Face and her birthday weekend here. Uh, let's jump over to uh, the this week's Reddit topic of the week. I'm gonna tell the world. Fortnite Reddit is the place to be for videos, memes, and epic to see. Look at my post. Reddit is the place to be for. All right, so the big thing on Reddit right now is, and it's sticky to actually, is the SMM, which is the skill-based matchmaking discussion, and it's going on. There's a survey up there for you guys to take, so if you go to uh, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Fortnite BR, uh, there's a survey you can take. That's actually talking about, it's an unofficial survey, but it's talking about, you know, what skill-based matchmaking is. Do you like it? Do you not want it? Um, and Epic actually uh, commented on one of them as well. So you guys can go there. And, and Epic's, Epic's feedback on it basically was, we received a huge amount of feedback in regards to uh, the line uh, about improving matchmaking and distribution of skills in yesterday's State of Deployment blog. Uh, we appreciate all the time that you've taken to voice your concerns and opinions on this. It's certainly in an area that is easy to take in the wrong direction, and we'll be sorting through all the feedback and reevaluate the next steps with it all in mind. Um, and that's actually their post from the Reddit. I just have a quick, and you know, we can we can blow through this, but uh, what do you think, Monster D Face, about skill based skill based matchmaking? Does it have a place here in Fortnite? Um, I would definitely like to see an area, maybe not necessarily the way it's stated here, like skill-based matchmaking. I wouldn't want anything that's going to eliminate uh, the fast queue time that they've already developed, the comfort, the flow game, right? The flow of the game feels really good. You're in and out. Right. You don't want that to go. Um, and I, I do think there has to be some kind of fix because I'm pretty sure there is a really odd statistic of four or five really good players land the same game, those guys are like 99% going to win. One of them. And it's probably the reason why they know they need to do something. And I'm not necessarily sure if adding a ranked queue versus a casual queue is the answer because what I wouldn't want to see is something like CSGO, the point where like this rank matters, you know, salt spreads and, you know, the hacks come out because people think they need to be this, right. you know, prestigious rank. You don't want to be there. The game should not ever go there um even this whole esports talk this game is not ready it's not even near ready when when you look at like input lag right the game is just not even fully ready in my opinion for a lot of this stuff and when it comes down to matchmaking and things of this nature i think this is a, a topic that's a little bit irrelevant at the moment i would rather see bug fixes right right less content more bug fixes and opposed to like this focus of matchmaking that's kind of spreading everywhere. Right. I personally think that something needs to be done here where you can get your taste of high tier when you want it, but not necessarily to the point to where, you know, we need two cues or something like that to display that you're amazing, right? I don't want to have to, oh, this season, I'm getting reset again. I got to show I'm global elite again or something like that, right? right? Whatever they end up naming, I'm royalty again. I don't care about that. It's, it's annoying to have to fight for that. It becomes a burden. 
rather than, you know, a passion and love to play the game. Nolzir, what about you? I mean, you, obviously, we've talked a lot about your history and playing, you know, hours and hours of Halo and competing. You know, we both competed at Gears at a high level. How do you feel about this skill-based matchmaking? What do you think? Um, I kind of take the same approach. Um, I don't know that I want to see another queue or it's fighting for a rank, especially when ranks get reset. I mean, look at like some of the games we talked about at the start of this, like Clash Royale. And yeah, some of those I hate, guys I hated having to so re-grind or losing, right, right, like losing a raid and you fall, like it sucks. And it, it, yeah. it's more frustrating than it is rewarding because once you get there and you're part of the top 1%, to have to prove that you're the top 1% over and over is, it's more annoying. It's more of a burden. You lose the passion. You lose the players that are there, right? Yeah. Talent right. should speak for itself. And like I said, if you want your dose of competition or something, make something a little different. Yeah, and it's also nice to, you know, as opposed to like playing, like back in the day you play Halo ranked, right? You're facing people that are pretty sweaty. Now, do you steamroll some of those teams? Yeah, absolutely. But that's what I like here is I don't have to like pick a playlist to say like, I just feel like having fun and stomping some people. So let me go play the casual mode. I like that some games I get into, it's super sweaty well, and I'm like, know, holy crap, honestly, these guys are, I'm playing some good people here. Right. I have a good idea. How about this? Make a rank and a casual, but make your casual wins count to your rank win. And what that means is maybe get two times the ELO if you go into a ranked game. Right? Play it off the of ELO system. Play it off or you play casual, maybe you just don't lose as much. Right. Or something like that. Don't take it to where like you're really splitting up all the player base in the fields of the game. I don't know. Epic's done a really good job of finding these really happy mediums between the two things and like the best of both worlds and input like putting that into their game. It's really made them stand out and unique. Like you can even think of the, um, I don't know, the approach to what they what they recently add, uh, like the game. Let's say the fifty v fifty. They were first oh, yeah. to do it, but like people always wanted it, but you know people didn't want this or that. They just they did it. They tried different things and they they were successful. And so it makes their game a little bit stand out. Oh. Taking the way they do the leaderboards, yeah. total wins, not kills, not you know games played, but total wins. It's a little bit of both. It's nice. They could do the same thing for a rank system. Um, a little bit of both, make it nice, make it sweet, but I, I just don't think that it really needs it right now. The game's a lot of fun. Don't overcomplicate it, because then you're going to lose the casual, and the, the tryhards are going to be more annoyed than happy. Yeah, I think I think this community, they've done a really good job right now at you know keeping that happy medium, especially when it comes to you know the more hardcore gamer per se versus the more casual gamer, how they melt that together. One of the things that I said, I took the survey, one of the things I said was, what I don't want is that ability to always win a game for any person, right? So, in other words, if you have a skill-based matchmaking and it's always matchmaking you, say you, you go in, I go in with a buddy, and I take a buddy in that's not very good at the game or is fairly new because more and more, I think, new people are going to keep playing the game, right? And I think the community is going to yeah. continue to grow. But if I take somebody in there to show them this game and I'm like, let's go play duos, but my skill level's high, He's not going to have a fun time. It, it's not going to. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, it's not going to be a fun time. You know what people are going to do? It's a free game. They're going to smurf. Yeah. They're going to make a new account. They're going to change their name, and they're going to yeah. steamroll. Literally yeah. steamroll if you do that. I could, I could make a new account in two seconds, <laughs> and just it would be sad. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very and that's sad. And that's what people have done in other games, you know, in other ELO games. That's what I they mean, do. They do it in league. They don't want to lose all rank. Time. Every single game with this kind of system, you see it. They'll yeah. make a new account that they, they have nothing to lose on. 
either be cheating on it or just be extremely skilled and go against the casuals and really yeah. it, it's not fun. I think they should continue to go with the idea of you know how many wins you have, you know, maybe how much time you've invested in the game and and, and show those things a little different. Maybe it's uh you know a certain logo you get or a patch you get or whatever it is, right? Or um, you know, maybe when you get to 500 wins, you get a, a special skin just to say like, you've dedicated this much time to the game. You're a fan of the game. You play so much. I think that's a better way to go until they, you know, if they do take this game to esports level and it becomes a true esport, like at that time, that zone can be for those people. Like you don't need, you don't need, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't need I, another I would platform. Say even as far as esports go, this game in the esports competitive scene, in my opinion, could probably hold a roster of no more than 50 in the world. Um, just the way it works out, maybe like there, there has to be rules set into that, and that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. But I've talked about that as well. It shouldn't be a hundred man esport game. Probably like I could see fifty players, so people can dominate POIs, get their wood right, get their resources right. You can really see what Fortnite's all about: epic battles at an epic battle level. Dude, With a hundred players, you're not going to see that. Dude, that would be it. Just be crazy to have an event where you have thousands of people there to just play in one game like that. I don't know if people understand, like, when you go right now, you go to, like, a CSGO tournament or, like, you know, you, oh, yeah. you go to a Halo yeah. tournament. Any, any tournament that's right now, I mean, you have teams of, like, five people, and there's maybe, like, maybe ten teams there, right? So you're talking about maybe, you know, maybe, what, 50 players total, right? 60 players total right, right. at an event. And now you're talking about 100 people at an event, like, that, it would get a little outrageous, just to set, just to let everybody know. I mean, it'd be pretty crazy. Well, dude, hey, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for spending your time coming on here. Thank you so much for the content you you give to the community. Um, and I want to personally thank you that you know we've we've done podcasting, we've been around doing this for a while, and I mean your response to us was incredible. I mean, dude, you you messaged us immediately back saying absolutely I'll jump on, absolutely you can use my tips. So I just want to say, you know, publicly, thank you so much for being a positive influence in our community, being open and and coming on and spending some time with us today. We really appreciate that. Yep. And I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Again, I'm also equally as honored to be in that position to where other people want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. It's a very weird position to be in, <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate it. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, guys, the, the YouTube tips are free. Go snag them. Go watch them. Enjoy the videos. A lot of time in. Absolutely. A lot of sweaty hours in. Yeah, tell everybody and, uh, where where all they can find yeah. you. Like what times, when you upload videos, when you stream, all that. All right. So my typical daily upload is about mid-afternoon EST. I aim for no later, no later excuse me, than 6 p.m. EST. Um, and my handles are at MonsterDFace. Same thing on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. So I post content to Twitter as well. Highlights, all that good stuff. Yeah, so guys, check him out. Monster, M-O-N-S-T-E-R, the letter D, and face, F-A-C-E. Um, so make sure. Oh, and, and we're probably going to get the question. Monster D-Face, D-Face is in defacing property. You used to do a lot of graffiti back Oh, in yeah, the there days. you go. Yeah, yeah, we forgot. Yeah, we didn't I even talk about your art words. style and, and your name. <laughs> gonna, and yeah, yeah, there's so much to me, guys. You'll learn as you guys start to follow the... Uh, you know what we do here at the NDF crew. So well, we'll, we'll save all that for another place. time when you come back in a little bit. So, um, uh, you have to come back and tell us some of that story and some of your your art design prior to this. 
Um, so, yep. hey, guys, make sure you're checking them out. Make sure you're giving them a follow. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, you can shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us your comments on Podbean. And as always, you can send your complaints uh, to fortnitepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Fortnite Podcast. Uh, you can follow me, Too Loud TX, T W O L O U D T X, Noel Zero, N O L X C R O. Uh, make sure you check out the official Fortnite Reddit pages as well, Fortnite and Fortnite VR. And as always, guys, until next time, dance at those kills and boast in those victory royales.